10 years. In fact, we are 10 years old today. Today's the day, February 8th, 2008, is when we, I guess you could call it hitting the airwaves. This is Overdrive Radio. I'm Todd Dills, and who you heard at the top is Stephen Michaels, a.k.a. Big Rig Steve, as he's known to the thousands of followers of his BigRigTravels.com site and Big Rig Travels YouTube channel. A working trucker, Michaels has been broadcasting a live feed from a windshield-mounted dash cam in his truck now for 10 years to the day, as he told me Thursday, February 8th, it just so happened. Earlier in the week, a follower of his had reached out to note the impending 10th anniversary date closing in, but I didn't realize that we'd be talking on the... 10th anniversary to the very day. Nice little coincidence there. Michaels uh, is a longtime photo enthusiast, and his webcam started with a still camera that updated every few seconds with a view from the road. That changed quickly to a live video camera feed that is now housed not only on the BigRigTravels.com website, but via the YouTube channel, where his lively road crew of followers interacts with Michaels when he's not driving. More importantly, followers interact with each other. And over the years, friendships have developed online and then translated to the real world as Michaels and followers have hosted meetups. Over all those years, Michael has experimented with forms of live feeds, from runs around certain locales where he stopped on a Segway to airborne drone camera feeds, too. His principal feed has been, up, has been picked up by a variety of media outlets, from MSNBC, the Travel Channel, and Weather Channel, to PC Magazine and the History Channel. And as you'll hear him discuss in the conversation that follows, his informal ambassadorship from the trucking world to the motoring public has yielded plenty individual dividends in motorist education and a turn in the perception of trucking in many a mind out there, without doubt. Here's Michaels to start, talking about that first day when he went live in February 10 years ago. Uh, I don't remember where I was because I had been doing testing before that and all. Uh, we actually uh-huh. just started off with a still camera, uh, a little okay. still camera that updated the picture every 30 seconds. Okay. And, you know, I mean, because basically that was new technology. There was no YouTube Live or Facebook Live or nothing at that time. So that's what I started out with. And then I learned how to make the adjustments and whatnot and bumped it up to every 10 seconds. And as soon as I got the still camera going you know for a couple weeks or whatever a month or so then we i started looking at adding the second camera the live camera right and did that and when we started with that there was a broadcasting or streaming company out in the united kingdom that let me use their services for free and Maximum viewers at that time was 25, <laughs> which, which yeah, to me was just fine. I mean, you know, uh, I didn't know that we would end up with 422 at one time. Yeah, you you got up, you got way up there um, recently. Uh, I noticed uh, during that uh, what happened out there in Albuquerque. This was just like a, a week or two ago, right? Yeah, let's see, Sunday, yeah, Sunday, uh, Super Bowl okay. Sunday. In fact, there was a uh, bridge jumper, so they shut down the interstate and yeah. was routing everybody. So <laughs> that's never a good thing, but uh, that's what happened, and uh, we were broadcasting it, and apparently everybody and their brother 
whenever there's like really bad weather or something unusual, uh, everybody gets on Facebook and Twitter and all this other stuff and starts saying, hey, this truck driver is broadcasting live right from the scene. And then the numbers really go sky high. At that date, we hit 422, which is the most we've ever had. That's a whole lot of eyeballs watching. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it does, you know, looking back though, it it uh I I find myself really thinking hard not to screw up. Because if you're driving by yourself and I don't know, you make a little mistake or whatever, nobody's really going to notice. But driving a big rig as a, a professional, if I do any kind of traffic snafu, I've got a whole bunch of witnesses that are going to get on social web and start hollering at me. So I find yeah. I got to be super particular about how I do everything perfect. Sure. <clears throat> that probably, uh, I guess that probably benefits you in the end of that. It does. I mean, I am a safe driver. We're talking about 1.4 million miles, no accidents, no tickets or nothing like that. Uh, right. That in itself is an accomplishment. But uh, I just have to really pay attention a lot more. Are you are you an owner operator, Steve? Or are you just uh, driving nope, company truck? Still the company. I, I couldn't remember. Still the okay, company. That's what I thought. I, it has um, entered my mind, but I think it's a lot easier for me to just simply drive and collect a paycheck than it is for me to get mixed up with permits and leasing and insurance. And if the truck breaks down, pay for that and uh, to me, it just adds a lot more needless stress. So, yeah. for me, it works as a company driver. Well, I think it's pretty amazing uh, what you've what you've managed to build. I mean, I, heck, I thought it was amazing back in 2009, but have it to have it have grown uh, over these uh, 10 years, and to, to see that you're still doing it and that you've expanded it, it's, it's quite quite interesting. And I imagine uh, after having talked with. Uh, one of one of the guys that uh, sort of uh, follows what you're doing pretty closely. That follower is Dave, whom I talked to earlier in the week after he reached out about the potential of a 10th anniversary check-in with Steve and Big Rig Travel. Dave had plenty to say about just what the ability to follow along on Steve's journey meant to him, and the legions of others who follow as well. Steve refers to them all as his road crew, there to help and keep him company wherever his haul's taken. Uh, my name is Dave Isaac. I'm calling from a little town outside of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania today. It's a nice, snowy, icy day today. I'm calling today to uh, talk to you, Todd, about Big Rig Travels and uh, Big Rig Steve. I gather you're, you're sort of a fan of, uh, of Steve's uh, webcam there and sort of uh, involved in the in the kind of community around that uh, BigRigTravels.com site that's developed over the last... 10 years I think Steve's been doing it. How, how did you come across the website and how did you become sort of a member of the uh, road crew as he calls uh, the folks that sort of, uh, he communicates with on a daily basis? Well, I'm I'm a retiree. I'm uh, just living with my wife and cat here in Pennsylvania and uh, I use my Chromebook a lot and I was searching for things on YouTube and I found uh, Big Rig Steve and, and his YouTube channel uh, initially uh, seemed like uh, something I would be interested in watching and um, about a year ago I, I started and 
been a fan ever since. Uh, I'm one of his uh, silent, what he calls his road crew, uh, the people that <laughs> he can uh, he can tattoo uh, when he stopped um, at a truck stop on on the YouTube channel live, and I uh, also uh, people comment on his uh, his website on uh, BigRigTravels.com. So uh, it's been an interesting uh, journey for me. I mean, did you have uh, when you were working, Dave? What did you do? Did you have any connection to trucking at all? Um, no, not not really. My uh, cousin was involved in it with uh, the old uh, roadway. He was uh, involved as a vice president there. But uh, uh, no, it 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 just uh, interested me in in so far as uh, his journeys across America and and seeing the the beautiful lands we have and the different sites we have. I've, Learned a lot about the trucking lure uh, just by by watching him now. But it sounds like it sounds like you you get you know fairly, fairly active in some of the conversations that uh, Steve is able to have with folks uh, when he when he is stopped. Tell tell me a little bit about um, uh, how that uh, what, what kind of role that plays in your ongoing uh, connection to the site. Well, the, the folks that the chat on uh, the YouTube uh, live broadcast uh, are, are very varied across uh, actually across the world uh, he has a lot of folks of course from the usa but he, he'll have folks from argentina brazil venezuela russia uh, one of the moderators on uh, the youtube channel is a truck driver from germany so he has a, a wide audience it, it brings a a lot of perspective uh from folks um all over the world uh, he doesn't allow politics or any of that so it's mainly just chat about uh, what your day is, uh, uh, what sometimes what trucking is like in Europe, um, those kind of things. It's it's engaging to to follow what uh, people are around the world and and that we're all really connected in some way. There there are certain folks that uh, you know maybe are like me, maybe retired uh, that are on there, but you know you get um, people. Uh, that are you know working. Uh, I believe there's one uh, high school kid that gets on when he can. Uh, the topic is as varied as as, as any other conversation you'd have. Um, Steve may suggest certain things, uh, and then the topic may evolve around that. Uh, Steve doesn't see the chat, of course, while he's driving, but uh, he'll make suggestions right. and then uh, follow it from that point. But uh, he'll and sometimes when he stops in the evening at a truck stop. Uh, He'll go on live and, and chat uh, with the folks that are that are on the, the YouTube channel. So that's interesting as well. They ask questions, you know, how, what's his rig, uh, you know, how long he's been mm -hmm. driving, that sort of thing. So mm -hmm. it, it gives you an insight not only to Steve, but the trucking world uh, as well. So I find it somewhat fascinating. Yeah, he's he's kind of a ambassador to the to uh, to the public i guess from from the trucking world and i think uh you know, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of the conversation that happens among my readers owner operators and, and drivers uh, almost exclusively is about that kind of um you know public uh, face of trucking being something that is uh, less than desirable in a lot of respects and i think people like steve are are are, are really uh kind of making it making a difference uh where it really matters which is just out there in the with the, with the average 
everyday person. Um, it's really, really telling, telling, telling the world how it really is and showing it to them. Um, right. The other day, uh, he he picked up a, a load in Yuma, Arizona. It was a fresh produce, literally from the fields, and transported that uh, in a reefer across the country to Illinois. Uh, that's a, a real-time, real-life uh, thing that you can watch online happening, and, and it's rare that you can find that these days. Uh, it's just people going to the grocery store, and there it is all of a sudden. But uh, he brings, you know, what's what's behind the scenes of how it got there, which is, uh, I feel, very interesting. I mean, Steve's a very hardworking, uh, as far as setting the tone for, you know, what the trucking life is, uh, you know, you get up every day and you got a job to do. And, uh, he, yeah. uh, I would think, uh, is a fine example of that. Uh, he runs his, uh, website and, and YouTube channel very, he doesn't allow profanity or any obscure, uh, types of comments. Uh, his, his moderators take care of that pretty fast. Uh, but he's a, you know, his job is driving. He, you know, he's an ambassador, I would say. Um, it's, it's been a good example if, if uh, that's what trucking represents. So I, uh, you know, I, I've often thought that you know he would be a good uh, something to show to kids in a social studies class. Uh, his broadcast, uh, what uh, the average working guy would uh, would be doing in the in the trucking world, at least from as far as driving a, a rig would go. Big Rick Steve and I talked about just that a little later in our conversation, but before, he described his thought on the notion of being an ambassador to the public through his webcam, website, and the close interactions he's had with road crew over the years. One of the most common themes I get from comments or emails or whatever from people, uh, even though I just started out, say, broadcasting to let people ride along, see the scenery, it's actually blossomed into, you know, a lot more than that. Uh, one of the big things is teaching the public how to drive around big rigs. Uh, through the course of the day, they see other cars cutting me off, uh, pulling, you know, silly stunts in front of me and all this other stuff. Uh, a lot of people email me and tell me that they never knew truckers had such a hard job. They didn't know that truckers drive and work and all that stuff 10, 12, 14, 16 hours every single day. That uh, the, the half hour that they're following behind them in traffic, that's all they thought. They think a big truck blocks their way, slows them down, and all that stuff. But as situations occur between me and other truckers or four-wheelers or whatever, we talk about it. I will tell them, hey, see this car here? Don't do this because, and I'll ex give a situation and explain it. And right. several people have told me that they actually pay more attention to help the truck driver maneuver his truck or how to safely handle their own car next to or around a big rig simply by now they watch it live what we have to deal with. So in the end, I believe we are helping improve and change people's mind about truck driving as well as public safety and the cars learning, hey, trucks don't stop on a dime. 
this is what happens when I cut off that truck to go to the exit, you know, 20 feet in front of them or whatever. So I'm all for that. I, I'm glad that right. people actually listen and, and can see in real time how their silliness affects me and affects my safety and theirs. Yeah, and I love that. I, I love that you point that out, that it's not only the not only a perception that uh, that is changing by folks that interact with, uh, with what you're doing, but it's actual real behavior that's changing out there on the road. It happens live. We talk about it right then, whatever the situation is. And, and yeah. it's not a matter of me just saying, hey, look at this dumb car. I'll say, look what <laughs> this car is doing. This is how it's affecting my decisions. This is what I would like to see them do. One of the biggest things is I'm in the right-hand lane because I go slower than most people, you know, stuck at 65 or whatever. When people merge with the cars, they stay exactly beside me. They expect me to move over. And what that does is I have to make two lane changes. I have to move to the left, let them creep on by, and then I have to go back into the right lane. So I have to do two lane changes, all because they don't want to mash the gas pedal or the brake, depending on what they want to do. The other part is they're expecting me to move over, not realizing I probably have vehicles on my left and I can't run them off the road. That's the number one thing that we talk about. <laughs> and a lot of people have told me they didn't realize that. So when they drive, they now try to either mash the gas if they can get ahead or they'll right. step back, which is, you know, the, besides the travel, teaching people how to drive around big rigs is wonderful. It will keep the public safe. I do wish people would make public service announcements or, or little baby commercials like they used to in the old days that would show right. some of my stuff. because. Then it shows people on TV or whatever and gets a wider audience, not, you know, to promote big rig travels per se, but just the fact of learning how to drive around big trucks. I don't think they really teach that in driver's ed. I really don't. Right. And I was one, I was, that was the question I was going to ask was about um, education. I think the public service announcement idea is a great one. Um, but has anybody, uh, have you ever been, uh, sort of contacted by uh, a classroom somewhere around the around the country. It seems like uh, seems like what you're doing would be a, a pretty unique teaching tool. One of the biggest things I'm proud of with the website. There's a lot of garbage out there, cussing, hooting, yeah. hollering, political mess, and we stay away from all that. We are 100% family friendly, kids safe, and I get a lot of parents that set their kids down. In, in front of the TV or the laptop or whatever. And they don't have to worry about a truck driver cussing and hooting and hollering and making a scene. We, because of that, we are actually on the national approved, I don't know how you say it, some approved website list for use in classrooms. And okay. I know in Florida, there is a teacher that teaches geography. Because, like you said, we go all over the country. They see state capitals. They see 
Alabama next to Mississippi and, you know, all this other stuff. So you can learn a lot of that. Uh, a math teacher wrote me a couple years ago. They talked about mileage and how long it would take if I drove this fast and how many gallons of fuel it would take and, you know, all of that stuff. Sure. Uh, so there are plenty of teaching tools. A father wrote me several years ago. His 16-year-old daughter was put in front of, you know, the website or whatever, and he and her would watch, and he would discuss with her what he, what you're seeing on the screen about what to do and what not to do, how not to cut off a big rig, and this is, see what that car is doing at the intersection. So actually, one parent did use my driving as a tool to instruct their 16-year-old daughter before she would go get her license. I think that's fantastic. That well, made me very happy. I know a lot of a lot of drivers take time out and go um, have have partnered with local um, driver's ed classes and other teachers and stuff, and they do that kind of thing. But you can do that once a day. But if you give people the tools to do it, you know, anytime, any anywhere in their home, at the school, via via this website, I, I think that's uh, that's pretty powerful stuff. You know, though, there's another side of it, too, that when I started, uh -huh. I never, never thought about. And it's helping people that can't get to America. For example, I get a lot of emails across uh -huh. the world where people tell me they can never get to America, no money or whatever the case may be. And they always wanted to go to the greatest country in the world. And I take them. And, you know, I don't just take them for a, a one-week vacation. I take them for yeah. as long as they want to watch. I take them through Utah, Idaho, Montana, the whole country. So that's great. Right. And the other part is I I stopped at a gas uh, Petro in Shreveport, Louisiana a couple years ago and went to pay for my coffee. And it was an older lady, and I just – you know, poke fun at her. And I says, you didn't ask for my ID when I showed my credit card because you're, <laughs> you know, basically you're supposed to ask for that. And she looked at me and she said, I know who you are, big rig, Steve. And that <laughs> just floored me. It's like, what? <laughs> so she pulled me aside and she told me that six months, whatever it was prior, she was fighting cancer and she was stuck in the hospital for several months. And her son brought in the laptop, hooked it up to the hospital TV, and I was her window to the world. She was able to follow me and watch me drive endlessly, you know, through the back roads and, and through the countryside and through the big cities while she was stuck in her hospital bed fighting cancer. And I, I've actually gotten multiple emails similar to that. But, you know, that is perfect. That's what I'm here for. If I can teach people how to drive, teach people geography, math, whatever the case may be, help a hospital-bound person or whatever it is, if I can do all of this good by simply slapping a camera to the windshield, that's just amazing <laughs> to me. It really is. 
and that's why we've been going for 10 years now. What what else are we doing for the 10 years? I did notice, I think, that you had made up some T-shirts. I got those T-shirts. Um, they are actually our third time to offer T-shirts. And I've sold the most this time. Wonderful design by uh, actually people who follow the website out in Colorado. One one guy is a designer, worked with him for a couple of years. Uh, and the printer is right next door. And I just picked up and shipped these shirts last week, February 2nd. February the 8th, 2008. Uh, big, big Rick Steve Michaels put in... Uh Put a webcam on his. Uh, put a uh, put a steel cam uh, up, automatically updating steel cam on his windshield. Went running down the road, uh, broadcasting to a website. And here we are, ten years later. Things have changed, but uh, pretty great. You know, uh, educating the public. You know, not only how to drive, but we talk about hours of service and. Right what happens at a shipper and what happens at a delivery and what happens, you know, like how I pick my routing and all this other stuff. We talk about it all. Uh, every, every question is out on the table except for who I drive for or what I'm hauling. You know, I mean, right. I'll tell them afterwards, but there are some weirdos you do have to watch out for security of the load and, you know, things like that. Yeah. Uh, I've met, Tons of road crew out all across the country. I'll stop at a truck stop for the night or whatever, and sometimes they just show up at a pier. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they will run alongside me on the highway and flash a sign to me. You know, <laughs> we out in Riverside, California, a little red Mustang pulled in front of me, and they held up a sign that says, "We love you, Big Rig Steve." And <laughs> I put that on the blog, I don't know, a couple weeks ago or so. And I tell you what, that's that's just amazing. That just tickles me to death. If I could provide happiness to people just just by slapping the camera up, I'm all for that. It it, it uh breaks up my monotony and loneliness from driving, you know, being by myself in a truck. Because with all these people watching, I'm very far from being lonely. In fact, Rifle, Colorado, a couple years ago, because of the timing and all this other stuff, I spent Thanksgiving in a rest area in Rifle, Colorado, literally in the middle of nowhere. Rifle, Colorado, I don't know. I think there's 400 people there or something like that. And up comes this car with a full Thanksgiving platter. The whole nine yards. <laughs> cranberry and all that stuff. Guess what? I had road crew that lived in Rifle. You never just know when road crew are going to pop up out of nowhere, Michael says, and he's grateful for them, no doubt. You can check into Big Rig Travel's live feeds yourself via BigRigTravels.com or search Big Rig Travels, all one word, via OverdriveOnline.com for links. Until next time, stay safe out there.